Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Not Your Average Fit Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah V, and today's episode is extra special because we have a guest joining us. Today we have Brittany Jersak, who is also an online health and fitness coach that I've met through the online space and also through a mutual mentor. She is amazing. We've done a live together already, and you know I've gotten to learn a little bit more about herself and her as a coach. And I really wanted to bring her on today to talk about, you know, her personal fitness journey as well, because even as health coaches, you know, we all start somewhere as well. So I thought that it would be amazing to kind of hear her story and just get some insight, you know, as another online coach, you know, what she kind of does in her business and basically just how she got started. So without further ado, let's get this episode started. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Not Your Average Fit Bitch podcast, where we discuss all things fitness, nutrition, and spirituality. I'm your host, Hannah B., an online health and fitness coach. My main mission is to teach women how to step into their highest self and truly fulfill their bad bitch energy. If you're listening to this podcast, you believe you're meant for more and want to know how to get started. Well, you came to the right place. It's time for you to unlock that bad bitch energy. All right. Hello, guys, and welcome back. Today joining me is a very good new friend of mine, Brittany Jersak. Brittany, say hello. Hello, guys. (laughs) So today, like I mentioned, we're just talking about you know, how she got started on her fitness journey and how it kind of transformed her into the fitness coach that she is today. So just, you know, get in getting started, Brittany, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, when did you actually start your own fitness journey? Yes. Thanks so much for the introduction. Hello again. Um, so I started my own fitness journey quite some time ago, back in gosh, 20, 15. So when I was in college, I felt the need to break into fitness because I come from a really big sports background. So of course, of course, a lot of you can probably relate going from playing a lot of sports to eating a lot in college, drinking and doing all the things. (laughs) You probably, you probably know exactly how I was feeling. So back then I started honestly just weight training on my own, learning from YouTube, learning from others on Instagram back when it honestly just kind of was starting and blowing up. So I started back in college and self-taught. That's how it all, all, how it all began for me. And from there, I obviously grew and got into the nutrition side of things and continue to learn from others and get into certifications and all that. So that's a little bit of the background. Wow. Okay. So you came from like an athletic background in high school, which is actually so similar to my story. I was super athletic, played all the sports. And then when I got to college, I didn't do anything. And I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Like I was started like drinking, of course, doing whatever I wanted, eating whatever I wanted. Didn't really know how to like lift at all. So I did the same thing. I actually um, followed Katie Hearn. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. So I followed her. I got like one of her programs and like learned all about macros and like lifting. And that's kind of how it started for me. So very similar. Um, so what do you think like your struggles were or like 
breakthroughs, like whenever you realize like, okay, like this is what I need to do and like, let's just like do this shit. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like before college, all I was concerned with was being skinny. Like a hundred percent. I just wanted to lose weight. I wasn't really concerned about being strong, gaining muscle. College came around. I started the whole lifting routine, whatnot, learning from IG people and YouTube still kind of had that vibe of let's, let's lose weight. Let's get skinnier. And then I realized it wasn't helping me look the way I wanted to look. I was just kind of looking frail. I was low energy. I just wasn't feeling my best. So then I was like, all right, clearly I need to do something else. And that's when I started training heavier in the gym. I started eating more food, tracking my macros that began, oh my gosh, freshman year of college. So that's, I was still a newbie, really didn't know what I was doing, Mm -hmm. but eating more and lifting, that is, that's exactly when I knew that's what worked. Yeah, no, yeah, same. I feel like as soon as I learned macros, I was like, oh shit, this this is crazy actually. Um, because same, like literally same exact mindset. I just wanted to be skinny. And I think I talk a lot about that on, you know, just like in my content on, you know, in this podcast, because I, that's all I wanted. Like, that's all you're all like thinking about. You just like want to look good in a bathing suit and you want to be super skinny. You don't really understand that like your health is so much more than like just, you know, trying to be skinny or whatever. Um, and also you just like, that's not really like a goal because you don't really, you're not eating and you're not, you're probably not lifting because you don't want to get bulky. You know, that's a whole other thing, but, um, literally same exact struggles, just like trying to be skinny. So, you know, after, you know, you started your freshman year when, so like you graduated college, did you start your business before, after, like what got you into like wanting to do this for others or wanting to coach others? That's a really good question. I feel like I, I need to go back a little to give you the time. Yes. yes. Okay. College was more of just like fun. I loved it. I did it. And I was like, I could see myself doing this, but never thought that would ever be a career. I was like, yes, this is something I want to do. So fast forward, I graduated, got a job in finance. I was an internal auditor, the most boring job I think anybody could have. I don't even know what that is. So <laughs> yeah, You don't want to know. So that's how I started basically getting into my finance career and I think six months had passed or maybe yeah six to eight months had passed I was like I have to do something else I miss fitness I had honestly not gotten my routine together when I first picked up that job because I moved to a new city a new state all those things so I was like I'm going to get my NASM cert for personal training that was the first step I started group fitness coaching and that's when it all it all started wait so so what year what year was that Oh my gosh, 2015, no, 20, yeah, 2015, actually. Okay. So 2015, now I'm trying to think now, it, we all, we lose track of the years, 2011 <laughs> through 2015 is college, 2015 okay. is graduation, and then the next, like, two years I spent group fitness coaching on the side of my job, so I was doing okay. after work on the weekends, and then all of a sudden I realized that finance, auditing, is no longer for me, I said peace out went full-time in person training. So group fitness, PT, and that is really how I started full-time. So at this point, I hadn't really broken into like the nutrition coaching for others yet, but that, that came about, gosh, a year later in 2018. Wow. Okay. So at this point, um, like you've had obviously years of like personal experience, just like kind of, you know, learning, you know, fitness, your new journey and all that, all that stuff. And then you started doing the group classes. So like when you were in that 
time frame, I guess, like you're working your nine to five and you're doing the group classes at night. Were you just like at one point, like I could actually do this instead of my job? Like what, what turned that you decided to just like go all in? Yeah, honestly, I was at work and I was just thinking about like getting out of work to go coach my classes or on the weekend, I was actually excited to go coach and like be around people and do the fitness side of things. And then Monday rolls around. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I do not want to go to work. I was finding it so miserable to be in my nine to five. And I, I kind of knew when I hit the point, I'm like, I cannot do this any longer. And I saw that there was, there was potential in doing fitness full time. I think once I saw that I could make a living and do something I enjoy, I took the leap and I was like, this is it. So once I did that though, once I left and started in person full time, I was able to really start getting my nutrition certifications with a little more time and then really diving into that. So 2018 is when I broke into coaching other people for nutrition once I got certs and had a little more experience with with that side of things. Yeah, and I feel like same thing. I feel like for any situation, like for me, I was completely miserable, like to a point where I was like my mental health is like not okay in this job. And that's kind of was my turning point. And it just kind of reminded me like of like my fitness journey too. Like you get to a point where you're just like so like done with like feeling like shit or you're just like you get to a point where you're like I physically can't fucking do this anymore and I need to do something different. So that kind of just relates to people maybe that are struggling in like their health and fitness. Like if you're at that point where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need something different. You're like, okay, like what's next? And sometimes it takes that point where you're just like so miserable that you finally decide to like jump and, you know, start to change your life. So move Like we're going to fast forward now. So in your experience, you know, as a fitness coach now, you know, you have an amazing business. What do you think like are the common fears that, hold, you know, potential clients or your clients, like even if they are your clients back from achieving like the goals that they want. So whether it's someone in the DMs that's like kind of on, you know, on the border or someone that's actually a client of yours that's still struggling, like what do you think is a common fear that 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 client or potential client might have? I think number one is fear of failure. I think when you sign up for anything, you feel like you, if you fail, you're like, why did I invest all this money? Like, why am I doing this? So I think that's number one. But I also think a few other reasons. If they're they're afraid to invest because they've had a bad experience before. I find that mm. a lot. And I know that goes for fitness coaching, people coming, like my clients. I've had clients before that have had other coaches and they didn't have a good experience. So they're like, why should I give this another shot? I spent all this money and I feel kind of defeated and like scared to do it again. Yeah. So that's a big one. And then obviously, like we've said, investing, it is kind of scary to take that leap of faith and put X amount of money into your health and fitness. Mm-hmm. But I think the more people do start to invest and hire a coach, they realize their health is the number one priority in their mm-hmm. lives. It should be. And then they start to become a little less fearful of that. But I think those are the top, the top three reasons I would say and what I see talking to people in the DMs clients who I've been working with for a while, they, they tend to share those things with me. They, you know, they tell me like how they felt before hiring me or whatever. Yeah. So do you feel like that's similar to what you've heard, I guess? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I, I just recently had um, a client, too, that was, like, in, like, in a program and, like, paying for it and everything and speaking to me while she was in this program and kind of just telling me, like, she didn't, like, I gave her more support than this program that she was currently paying for. And so I think that, too, is, like, a huge thing. Like, people, you know, they're so, like, obviously we know, like, the, and our industry is so saturated. And I feel like, you know, Taylor, our business coach, says this all the time. But it is true. It's so saturated. But it's, like, I, it's not, I forget what how she puts it. But it's, like, not. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, like. Every, there is a coach for everyone, um, but you have to have, like, a specific connection with that person. Like, just because you're a health coach doesn't mean, you know, that you should be coaching this person. I don't know. So, like, for example, the girl that I just, you know, hired, or that just hired me, she, you know, was with a, a coach who was, you know, had all these followers and everyone loves her and she has all these challenges and programs and all that stuff but she still wasn't getting the accountability that she wanted she still wasn't getting the results that she wanted so I think it's like kind of it's hard and scary because you're like well this person has all these followers all these people believe in this person like that they can do this but I'm not getting the results that I want so why would I hire you who has like 1200 followers or whatever it is you know compared to that and so that I think that's definitely a big thing like just being fearful like because it comes down to trust like can I trust you to be a coach to actually move me past my fears and so I kind of want to get a little bit more into that like current clients like because obviously when you're just getting started it's either like you're really excited because you're you know you're just starting this but then after the excitement dies down and you're in the program and you're like it starts to get hard because you're just like oh this is actually harder than I thought it was going to be what do you think is like the biggest not even the biggest but what do you think are what are the some some of the things that you do as a coach to kind of like get your clients past the point to you know starting to understand like yes it is going to be a little bit hard but like that's a whole part that's part of the process um I guess that's kind of like the mindset where the mindset comes in so what do you think is something that you try to do for your clients to get them past that point yeah to your point I think it all starts with the mindset like that's honestly what I bring up first if somebody hits a a a roadblock something something's just up and they're not feeling like they can push past it and I think mindset and tackling that first is number one priority to like kind of dig deep and ask them tough questions. Like what is going on? Like what is it? Is it actually the fitness program that you're going through? Or is it something else in your life that feels hard? So I think that's number one. But also on top of that, I, sometimes I think people get really excited at first and they want to do all the things and they're like perfect, perfect, perfect. And then when they can't be perfect, they feel like they are done they like need to be done yeah my thing yeah my thing is I ask them like hey where can we just pick two to three things to focus on and sometimes I scale back for people and I'm like let's scale back like five notches and you're gonna feel so much more accomplished rather than feeling like you've got 10 check boxes to check each day if mm. you missed even one you're thrown off like we don't want that we want to take away the perfection and yes. focus on the small sustainable things they can continue to do that's going to help them push over that tough point roadblock whatever it may be yeah no that is literally such a good point I feel like especially just like me my biggest struggle like in life in general 
but especially when I was starting my own journey was that perfectionism. Like if I didn't do the gym Monday to Friday, if I miss a day, I'd be like, Oh, like I, I can't go the rest of the week. I didn't go Monday. Like that's literally was my mindset. Like I had to be so perfect. And I think when clients come in, they're like, Oh, like I have a coach now. I'm just going to like have everything figured out and I'm going to do everything perfectly. And cause that's like another thing for, for myself as well with my clients. They're like, Oh, well I, I think I did well, but then I, I did this or I, um, had like fast food or something like on the weekend. And they're like, now I, you know, now I'm back to square one. And I think it's just like trying to find that balance and understanding that it's not, you know, you're not trying to be perfect. Like the point of, you know, starting this journey and hiring a coach is not to make you perfect in your health and fitness. It's literally to open up your eyes and to actually show you balance because we're not perfect. And that's the whole point of it. You don't have to be perfect to, you know, live a healthy lifestyle. And so I think that's a really, really good point to just kind of like, let's start here. Let's take it one day at a time. And again, that's why like those quick fixes and the, you know, four week challenges like those are fun to do it's a fun thing to do but that's not going to like completely change your life and change your lifestyle like it takes 90 days just to get like in the habit of something so that's definitely a good point do you have anything to add to that yeah and I honestly as soon as you said the word balance I'm sure you know this word is such a hot word Mm -hmm. for everybody all the time and something I think all my clients are always like I want to figure out what what balance means and I'm like Basically, everybody has their own type of balance. Yeah. It's going to look different for everybody. And I also think seeing all my clients go through their journey, it it takes, gosh, minimum three to four months even to start figuring out, one, like what habits are they building? Yeah. Two, they still don't figure out what their balance looks like yet. I don't think people can figure that out for many months because there's so much trial and error behind it too. So that's really what I wanted to add is that word. It's nuanced and it is so different for everybody. Yes, that's so true because it's so easy to say like, oh, you just need to create balance. But you're right. Like, what does that mean? And it does look different for everybody. And it also doesn't mean like, I think it's just, it's just hard because because it means something different to everybody, you think like, oh, balance means this one thing, but it really doesn't. It's whatever works for you. And that's when like a lot of the time, like, especially like when you're hiring a fit, uh, like a fitness coach, I think like the number one thing that like I try to teach my clients obviously is that balance, but like really understanding like yourself, like how are you, like you said, building habits, like how are you physically feeling every single day? What choices are you making that are making you do X, Y, Z or whatever? Like it's really more than, and this is again, why I always say it's more than, you know, just losing weight or looking good because it's really finding out like who you are as a person and how you can become the best version of you. And it starts, you know, with the health and fitness because it's how you're physically treating yourself. If you wake up every single day and you remind yourself, like I'm a fat, lazy piece of shit, like you're going to continue to believe that even in this new journey. So it's just like so much of like changing you know, how you think about yourself, how you think about the world around you and just wanting to like, just be better for yourself and not for anybody else. Because if you're doing it for anybody else, you know, it's not going to happen for you. And that was one of the things that I struggled with was like, I want to, you know, look this way so that I can get like a hot boyfriend or whatever. Like, I don't even know some dumb thing that didn't really matter 
and it didn't motivate me or keep me disciplined because I was doing it for other people. I wasn't actually doing it for myself to enjoy myself, to make myself feel better. And I think that too is a number one like thing that people struggle with is trying to like, please do, do this so that you look better for other people. And like, really, how do you want to feel? How do you want to look like when you see yourself 10 pounds less or with muscle, like how do you envision yourself? Do you like, do you feel sexy? Do you feel confident? Or are you happy that other people are saying that you look sexy and look confident? You know what I mean? Like what's really going on? (laughs) I feel like I just like kind of shifted away from balance, but like it's a, it's a part of it. It's valid. And you even brought up some, I guess, old memories too, thinking about when I was telling you about my timeline when we first started like chatting, I, oh my gosh, through that 2011 to 2014 time frame, I'm pretty sure when I started my entire fitness journey in college, all I cared about, I was like, I just want to look really hot. Like I want to look good at these parties, like look good in these outfits. Cause you know, at that age too, when you're ready to go out, you're what, how old? Gosh, yeah. 18, like, yeah. you know, newly think, 21. <laughs> yeah. Bare, oh my gosh. Not even at that point. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like, sometimes it starts like that, but then you find out really quickly as I did. I'm like, this isn't what's going to keep it going. I'm not going to be able to sustain this because if I do it for somebody else, like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, I totally agree. And I think that's what switched it when I started wanting to feel strong and, and instead of skinny, I'm like, this is for me because then I wake up, you know, you wake up feeling better. You wake up yeah. more energized, like you're feeding yourself, all of that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're actually eating. Like you're not like worried about every little tiny thing that you can, you know, whatever. And I feel like we can have a whole episode on just like those things in general. Um, so maybe we'll have to come back and do that. But moving moving on. Um, so as, you know, you're, you know, you're in your business, you're a coach. What – I guess I kind of, so the question I had was like, what is like your style of coaching? And I kind of feel like you did kind of explain that already, like trying to start, like, let's just start here. Um, but I don't know if you want to just go into kind of like how it works. Um, if someone was to work with you, like what is, you know, what is something that you do? Yeah, no, I feel like I did touch a little upon it, but I I think the biggest thing, and I, I can even go back a few years, gosh, 2018 now, it's been over four years. I started in a whole different place. I think when I first started, I was like, everybody must track macros. Everybody must do this. And (laughs) people were still seeing success and they were happy, but I felt like I was trying to make people fit into one mold. Mm. And I think over the years, it's definitely the way I coach has evolved into, yes, I still love my macros. I still think it's the best way to see progress. Like I personally, I love it, Mm. but I don't force it upon everybody. If somebody comes to me and they want to see progress, get healthier, I'm like, okay, let's figure out a different approach, whether that's, you know, even just tracking protein and calories or using the hand method, whatever it is. I think that's my, that's the biggest evolution I've made in my coaching, but also something I'm, I stick to now is when I get on calls with people, potential clients, I want them to know that this is for you. It's tailored to you Mm -hmm. and what's going to actually work for you. And you can stick with, I think people sometimes, you know, come to me and they're like, Oh, I'm really nervous about macros. I don't know if I can track. I don't know if I can do this. And I'm like, Hey, we'll start from the bare minimum basics. And if you will work you up there, if you want to get there, we'll work you up to tracking full macros. So I think that's the, honestly, the best description is it's, it's never a one size fits all. It's always going to be most important to make it fit their lifestyle and what they're going to respond to best. 
Exactly. I think that's such a good point because like with all of these, you know, the saturation of fitness coaches and, you know, do this and do that. Um, or like I just did the real, like what I eat in a day. I don't really do that because that doesn't really do anything for anybody. Like that's like what I eat specifically is not going to be maybe what you should eat specifically. And having a, a coach, a, a online health and fitness coach, or just a coach in general, it shouldn't be you know, this is the way to do it. And this is the only way to do it. I think there are some like foundational things that you should put in place, obviously, to like help you help the client guide them and put them in the right direction. But like you said, it is tailored to you. And that is the whole point, or should be the point of having a coach to try to make it work for your lifestyle. And you know, for for what you do, because that's going to be the most important part. If, If it's something if I'm like, hey, you're going to the gym five days a week, that's it. Like, if that doesn't work for you, you're not going to see the results that you want to see. So that's so important. Like I always ask my clients like, all right, like I think that we should start, you know, implementing your gym days. So what works, what works for you and what days work for you? Like I always ask them what is going to work for you. This isn't for me. This is for you. So I'm giving you all the tools that you need, but you're, you know, kind of in control of how it works in your life. And that's how it becomes a lifestyle and not, you know, a diet or a quick fix. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, that's, that's how I do it too. We've got these habits and these check boxes that we do want to check, but you know, if things don't go as planned one day and like pick it up the next day, like, mm-hmm. whatever is going to work. So yeah, I think what you said is spot on and it's really the only way to get somebody to see sustainable change. It's, it's tailored exactly, exactly to them. Exactly. And Yeah, I think that's it. So, um, just in closing reasons that you need a fitness coach. So we kind of already highlighted, like, I feel like a lot of things, but what are, what are some things that maybe we didn't mention that clients or potential clients, like people should be looking for, like, why do I even need a fitness coach? Like, why can't I do it on my own? I feel like we mentioned this, but it is number one. I think, well, I feel like two tie for number one. Accountability, <laughs> obviously. Like, yes. You can get a set of macros probably and figure it out. But mm-hmm. like, are you going to really stick to it if you don't have somebody actually holding you accountable to achieving that goal? Yes. And two, I think expertise. There's so many nuances in the health and fitness industry. I think it is it is fun to talk about macros and all of this stuff and, you know, eating fun foods, but there's so many things you might not even know about your body. And if you've got an objective eye, somebody that is looking at you from the outside in, they might see something that you had no idea about. They might like, know, they'd be able to help you better than you can help yourself. So I think those, those two, I would say accountability and expertise of having a coach, like they're going to know more than you because they've studied, they've done certs to know this is their job so yeah literally and I feel like you can like you said you can look up your macros you can go on google you can do all of the things which I'm sure you did in the beginning of your journey and I did in the beginning of my journey um but I actually I don't know if you've actually hired a fitness coach but I actually did hire a fitness coach like before like years ago like starting college um because it was after the freshman 15 I was like oh I have no idea what I'm doing and I did um something called Advocare which it's not really I mean it kind of was like a lifestyle change because it I I didn't really have I didn't have restrictions but I put restrictions restrictions on myself so it was a little different but anyway the point was I had somebody kind of like in my corner telling me like oh like these are the things you actually should be doing and I was like oh wow and when you 
do your own research, it can be very overwhelming. There's just so much information. You're like, well, this says this, but then this says this. Like when we talk about like eggs or like the cholesterol thing, that thing, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but there was like this one commercial and it was like talking about eggs and it was like an evolution of the same commercial, but they were saying different things in the commercial. And it was so funny because I'm like, that is so true. It's like one day eggs are good for you. One day eggs are bad for you. And it's like, what the hell is good for me? Like, so I feel like it can just be in general so overwhelming when you're starting this journey. Like, where do I start? Who am I supposed to listen to or believe? And so when you have like someone who is an expertise on these things, like, you know, I obviously I went to school for nutrition. So that's like a huge part of, my business but I also get the knowledge for clients like I continue to educate myself so that they don't have to be overwhelmed with like what is right and what's wrong so I think that just adding to what you said the accountability um but just being overwhelmed with information and not knowing where to start is also helpful no 100% and I think too it's our job to get continuous continuous education like you know we we need that to best help our clients so we're staying up to date and there's so many opposing opinions out there so I think yes. that we can definitely guide our clients in the right direction if they're feeling like oh my god what do I believe so yeah I, exactly I really totally. exactly it's so cool having like that person in your corner like all right so this happened today like what do I do <laughs> like so I feel like another thing like just having an online coach at least for me and my clients and I feel like you're similar just because like our personalities are similar you know we're just there to help you through like the the shitty times like especially when you're trying to like be that perfect person like we're there to remind you like hey like like for me I did this before and I definitely was not perfect at it and you're never going to be perfect it's just like choosing every single day to continue to you know fuel yourself and just physically feel better like always no matter what how are you physically feeling every single day and that like will help immensely just understanding your body and listening to your body obviously if you eat fast food every single day you probably don't feel the sexiest or the most energetic or whatever so it's just like sometimes that simple like how are you physically feeling today and then we're here to be like you know kind of bring you down because you're like going all over the place we're here to kind of like bring you down and bring you back to reality. So um, just like takeaway for anyone that's like looking for an online coach, what are the things that like people should be looking for? Because we talked about like the, you know, our community, our space is just like so saturated. So what are things that people should kind of really look for when they're looking for an online coach? I think that's a really good question because I, I feel like obviously everybody initially is looking for quote unquote, the features, like, what do you offer? But I, I yeah. truly don't think that is the most important part because all of, everybody offers very similar things. Obviously, check-ins, nutrition, health, workouts, like, yes, yeah. that's fine. Look for that in, in the beginning. But I really think it's who are you going to vibe with the best? Like, do your personalities mesh well? Is their approach the right for you? So I think just looking at their approach, like, obviously, we talked about ours. We, we have a really balanced approach with coaching. It's individualized, et cetera. I think looking more for personality, style of coaching is going to help, you know, the person get a better fit for their coach. So, and of course, expertise. I never want to leave that out. Like, are they certified? Do they know what they're doing? Do they have the background, the knowledge to back them up in what they're saying? But again, 
I think it's yeah. a combination of all three, but if you do not feel like you align with them well, that's going to, that's going to matter most in the end. Yeah. And like, again, like just because they have a million followers doesn't mean that they're going to be the best coach for you. That just means that they have a million followers. Like that doesn't really mean anything. And I think that's like a, a really big thing, even from like looking at like business coaches, like for myself, it doesn't matter if somebody has a million followers or eight, 1800 followers. Like it matters. Is this person going to get me the results that I want? Do I actually like align with this person? Like you said, like, do we have the same personality? Like, are we going to work well together? Because if you think about it, if you're committing to something for, you know, at a minimum of six months, you have to spend every waking moment with this person talking with them, you know, doing your check-ins or whatever it may be. And if you don't, align with that person like that's not going to make your journey easier it's going to make it harder and then you just invested all this money and you're not even feeling like you know like it works so I think that those things that you said are important but again like I'm just I'm just highlighting the followers because because of the people that I've had come you know come to me be like oh I followed this person and you know they have all these followers but it didn't help so like followers don't matter Um, It matters if you actually trust this person. So like having conversations with them in the DMs, like are they even answering you? Is it a support coach right away? Like make sure that it's somebody that you can actually trust in and feel like you can, you know, work with them and they can help you, you know, become the best version of you. Honestly, you mentioned that before and I wanted to add, like the follower thing always gets me. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, just because you have, even 10k plus I feel like people see like these magic numbers and they're like they must be a really good qualified coach yeah it's really just not the case and I think people even sometimes ask me like gosh like I have a successful business with only like 3,000 followers or 3,500 whatever it is and yeah that, it doesn't really matter because the, yeah I, you build connections with people like actual genuine connections those are the real clients you want the people who are going to like connect with you on a different level exactly than like you have a bunch of followers let me follow you yeah and yeah, and it goes, it does go both ways. Like, you know, it, you want to make sure that, you know, again, you just have that connection. It doesn't really matter, um, about the followers. Um, but yeah. And I guess like you want to make sure that you just like, like their content in general that you relate to it. Like not just like clicking on anybody, but I feel like it is hard though, because like even so like randomly, like I'll like look, um, type in like online fitness coach and it is like, it's overwhelming, but it's also like, hard to like even find that like person because there are so many so I think just like being really specific with what you're looking for can be helpful um but yeah all of those things were so helpful thank you so much Brittany um so just you know ending here where can everyone find you yes and I just want to say thank you for having me on this is super fun I yes. I am starting my own podcast, and I said you're coming on mine, so that'll be next next yes. month, and we can di- dive into some things that we didn't hear. Yes, um, <laughs> but yes, I am mainly on Instagram. It's EatFitBrit, and other than that, honestly, if I we'll see TikTok one day, but Instagram <laughs> is where it's at. So if you guys have questions or anything, feel free to send me any message over there yes and I'll put everything in the show notes here but yeah I I kind of have TikTok and I'm like trying to figure it out because everyone's like oh TikTok and I'm like why am I not like I'm just not getting the vibe yet so hopefully maybe one day we'll figure it out together but yeah I'm wanting to say it but I'm not I'm like we've made a few posts but we're not there yet so we're exactly 
IG. Yeah, IG is where it's at for now, so we'll 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 keep it there. Um, but like I said, I'll put everything in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Brittany, for coming on and sharing your amazing wisdom. And you'll definitely be back, so we'll we'll look forward to that. But um, thanks for listening, guys. I love you so much. And until next time, stay bad, bitches. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Not Your Average Fit Bitch podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, give me a shout out on Instagram at hannyb.fit. If you have any questions, DMs are always open. Until next time, stay bad, bitches.